0: I'm Mirza and I really wish Cher was my second mom.
1: And I'm Pooja, I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true.
0: Do you have problems that you think are really important but other people don't really want to hear about?
1: These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from.
0: We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox steam room?
1: Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-laws bathroom?
0: Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form?
1: Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you?
0: Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice.
1: A quick legal disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice. Please take with
0: caution. Proceed with caution. Because we are the, the problem, problem Solvers. Hey, Pooh. How's it going?
1: Hey, Mears. Oh, well, I'm feeling quite musical today.
0: Musical? You know I hate those. What's going on?
1: Well, I just came from the streets of Broadway. Oh,
0: what
1: what are you doing on the streets,
0: girl? (laughs)
1: Oh, What are you doing? (laughs) You're a woman of the streets? I was on the street today. (laughs) Okay, so we are, uh, so it's, long weekend. Yes. Scott and I are trying to do a bit of a staycation lovely. in New York. Same. The thing about New York is that there are so many incredible things to do. So like, why not take advantage of them when there's a long weekend? Because most people leave for the long weekend. It's
0: lovely. The city empties out. I love it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> love it. So for us poors who don't have vacation <laughs> homes, I try to use it as an opportunity to do things that I typically don't have time to do and Surely. and I just like never prioritize yep. so tonight we are going to a Broadway show Broadway we're going to Broadway <laughs> and sorry, <laughs> 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 and yeah so we're going to Broadway because I got us rush tickets so it's not okay. for the band rush it's
0: It's not for the choice of on single rush
1: no, no. Right. so rush tickets is when you go to the box office of the theater the morning of the show and you have to wait in line. So the box office opened at 10 a m this morning for the sh- musical that we're seeing tonight, and I got there at eight thirty. A.M. A.M. from Brooklyn to Manhattan. Yes, I left my house at seven forty.
0: I am actually impressed because I know. you are not a morning person. <laughs> I'm
1: not, I'm not an anything person. To be honest, I'm so bad at time. I'm so bad at
0: agreed. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we've already belabored this enough that
1: I was that I'm late always. And yes, today I was late by twenty several minutes. minutes. Yeah, several many minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but. I don't know, I did it in the name of love, okay, okay,
0: so love motivates you, okay. love
1: motivates me um, and i I just thought it would be something nice to do for Scott, so oh, okay,
0: yeah, does he like musicals?
1: He enjoys them as much, I don't know he's he's not like a big musical head by any means, but I think it's just like we live in New York, why not take advantage of? Of course, the fact that there are musicals here, um, we don't hate them like you do. We we are very we enjoy them, but we're not like watching the Tonys by any
0: means. Can you walk me um, through what went in your mind as you arrived and saw the line? Like, what position in line in queue were you?
1: Oh, perfect. I got to the theater at eight thirty this morning. There were already five people in line, and I came prepared. Okay, I brought my camping chair. <laughs>
0: You brought a camping chair? Uh,
1: yeah, and it's actually in that little backpack. I Girl, I am an REI girly at the end of the day. Oh, my gosh. Dick's Sporting Goods. Like, No, <laughs> I know. I know. I was a Dick's Sporting Goods girl, but now I'm an REI, REI yeah. girl.
0: Yeah, I'm a Dick's girl.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure you are. <laughs> the, the pandemic really made me an outdoor girly. Like, I now have all of the things to to wait in a line for two hours outside. <laughs> I, have, I have a little, like, one-pound travel chair that that, like, folds up and fits in my backpack. I have, you know, the insulated water bottle. I have, like the insulated Tupperware.
0: I love that the pandemic made you an outdoor girly. The pandemic gave me deep depression and a smoking habit. Like, yeah. we're very different. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so real. I had my moments. Yeah. I had different different seasons of the pandemic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, definitely different seasons. So all the outdoor stuff was purchased in season three. <laughs> got it, got it. Season the three. The warm months, yeah. <laughs> uh one <when>, <laughs> Yeah, it, it was purchased when we were able to walk outside without a mask on, you right. know? Like, there yeah. was like...
0: It's just so wild looking back at that time, being like, we were allowed to step outside again.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, and it's also wild to think back at things that you were doing and that didn't really make sense, like to wear a mask outside if you did not have COVID and you were not seeing people. And I remember going on many walks by myself, there would be no one around me and I felt like socially obligated, like I had to wear a mask outside. I was like sweating going on a power walk. So
0: no, baby, during those warm months with the mask, my face is sweating. I can't do that.
1: I know. So all of the gear was purchased once we could be outside nice. maskless.
0: So were there other people with REI chairs in line? <laughs> there was
1: one <laughs> There was one gay who was in line who oh, had a met, metal folding chair. Um, of course, which a gay was...
0: brings <laughs> metal folding chair.
1: <laughs> I was kind of interesting. I was like, where did you bring this from? But I loved the commitment. Okay. Um, um. By nine thirty, there was about ten people after me in line, and and then by ten a.m., kind of same, like maybe one or two more people mm. showed up. What right when the box office opened up? So I'm curious, like what the seats looked like for the people who were like fifteenth in line, for example. But yeah. I was proud of myself because I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why am I, that? <laughs> I? Mean yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I did. I, I felt like it was a really productive time. I was had my little chair on the sidewalk. I had my laptop with me. I connected to the Wi Fi. Tethered
0: to your phone?
1: No, they had Wi Fi on at the theater. Wow. Um, which I I'm assuming that it was actually through Broadway Direct, which is a company that sells all of the tickets or sells most of the tickets for Broadway. And I'm like, they just must know that people are out here for hours of their life. Truly. So they need you know, like they need Wi-Fi. It's also a lot of tourists. There was an Australian couple in front of me. They were quite old and I imagine they needed data.
0: Can we just say that Australians are everywhere? I don't know Australians and Germans. No, but Australia, you could go to Mars and you will find an Australian, (laughs) like they are everywhere. I went to Fiji once ton of Australians, unsurprising, because it's very close. You know, uh, y- you go to Iceland, there's an Australian. You go to L.A., there's an Australian. Mm-hmm. You go to the Arctic Circle, there are Australians. Mm-hmm. Like, they're everywhere. I don't know what it is about that culture, but I'm impressed.
1: You know there where there are also Australians? Yes. Near my hometown? Um, in Kentucky? In Kentucky, there's this place called Kentucky Down Under, which I don't know if it's still around. I need to look it up. But... I don't know how the hell they did this, but there's, like, at least two kangaroos there. There's some other Australian animals. And then there's just a lot of, like, normal petting zoo type of animals. And they just call it Kentucky Down Under. But they, it's very, it very much has, like, the... Australian vibe like everyone wears like cargo and you can buy like a didgeridoo or whatever those are called and like the and then like a boomerang you can buy oh my that God, a as boomerang
0: well. you know I suddenly want to hear a southern accent mixed with an australian accent
1: mm. and I don't know how
0: that would sound like Arnar. <laughs>
1: I'm scared. <laughs> you just put a hex on me. <laughs> that
0: was a spell, yeah. Uh, oh, my
1: gosh.
0: Um, well, so yeah. what's your problem with standing in line uh, waiting for
1: tickets? Wait, my problem is that I've lived in New York for six years, and I feel like I just have not taken advantage <clears throat> of things like this. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up and I was, like, in Kentucky watching TRL after school, and they would always be like, you know, if you want to come to our taping, like... I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember just being like, oh my God, I I wish that I could go. Like, that'd be the most incredible thing ever. And now that I live in New York, I'm like, oh, there are literally so many free tapings or concerts or things that I could go to. So... I'm not going to Times Square. I agree. I agree. But I think, you know, you can do it for the culture Mm. once or twice.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, my advice to you is... Take after me. And I. there are two things that I don't do, okay? Mm. There are two things I don't do. I don't stand in lines, and Mm. I don't answer phone calls, okay? (laughs) Those are two things that I just, like, don't enjoy doing. (laughs) And I won't stand in line for that almond croissant. And I'm not going to stand in line for a baguette. And I'm not going to stand in line, surely, for any ice cream museum. And I will not be standing in line for tickets, okay? Mm -hmm. There our services for that and the internet okay Mm -hmm. like you don't we don't need to be there and also i won't pick up the phone unless you send me an agenda like you've tried to call me many times and i literally just stare at it and then i'm like i'll text her
1: well, that's rude. (laughs) Mm, Well, Well, I wouldn't say it's rude.
0: I think it's just part of my being, you know? Well, yeah, I just know not to call you in an emergency. I mean, you can call me, but just text me the agenda of the emergency beforehand. Mm -hmm. Or just say, you know, (laughs) 911. Okay. okay. Help! (laughs) My leg.
1: (laughs) I'm just going to text you. If I ever have an emergency, I'm going to text you in all caps and say, my leg. And be like, oh my God, I love that scene. <laughs> you're like I, I just watched that episode too. Oh um, yeah, but no, I, I'm not gonna heed your advice because now that I'm have all this time on my hand, I am the unemployed friend who can go stand in line. And I have been nominated by my friend group to go stand in line at Lucali the pizza place. Oh
0: no, 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 no! Oh no, no! No, you no, now you're gonna be that designated person who has to stand in line at Carbone, at Lucali at I don't know somewhere else.
1: Listen, as long as I pay for the the deal is that they always pay for me, so oh yeah, okay, that's like you know. So as long as they're paying for me, as long as I have my little one pound chair, okay. and my laptop ready to go and my hotspot ready to go. I will stand in line till the cows come home.
0: Well, I didn't know that they were paying for the dinner, so I'll see you in line. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Another problem
1: solved. (laughs) Mirs, what's going on with you this week?
0: Well, this is a rather personal problem. Mm. I mean, it's not that personal, but it's personal in some ways. I have a dear friend um, who knows who he is, who has a cat. Mm. He's a black cat named Albertson.
1: From the grocery store, Albertsons?
0: Uh, his name is Alby, but I call him Albertson because he's a proper gentleman. And I like to refer to him as in his full name. Okay. And I was over at my friend's apartment um, because we were like ordering takeout and, watch- and watching, you know, trash TV or something. You know, regular, regular gay business. And um, I went to, you know, I'm very cuddly with Albertson. Mm. He's a very cuddly black cat. He likes to snuggle. He likes to have his whiskers like you know, touched and stuff who doesn't. And, you know, we're like laying on the couch. I'm like, Oh, okay. I need to use like the bathroom. I need to like, go, go, go pee, you -hmm. know? And I'm, I go to the bathroom and Albertson likes to follow me to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm standing there, you know, doing my business. And he's very intrigued as to what's happening Mm. in the bathroom. Like he's staring at the toilet, like, Watching me pee, pee. and then he jumps at um my stream. Oh, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is not the Bergheim in Berlin, okay?" (laughs) What are you doing, Albertson? Let me
1: pee in peace. Oh no! But no, he he because cats
0: are very intrigued by streams of water, you know, right? And. No, he, he was he away. in the splash zone. Yes, he, oh, he no. t- touches the stream.
1: Oh no! Oh
0: yes, and you know, and then I'm just like, I go back out of the bathroom and I tell my friend, "Your cat's wet.
1: I peed on your cat. I
0: peed, I, I peed on your. I peed on your cat.
1: <gasps> Whoa! So and the, and the cat said, "Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> the cat said, "Me too. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah."
0: I I, lit- I peed on my friend's cat.
1: Oh,
0: no. Okay. So the cat reverse me tos me, all right? Oh, Lord. And then I go back out and I tell my friend, I peed on your cat. And he gets angry at me that I did that. But I'm like, this was not voluntary no. nor intentional because that's the sickest fetish I've ever heard. No. Like, <laughs> and then he was like angry at me. He's like, you have to bathe my cat. You <laughs> have to do... And I was like, I don't, this is not my responsibility. Like I, you have a bathroom that's available for friend use. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in this like small tiff with my friend. And I'm like, he's like, you peed on my cat. And I was like, I just tried to use your toilet. I don't Mm -hmm. know. So what would you, what would you say? What what should I say to my friend?
1: I think you should, if you want to preserve the friendship, I think you should (laughs) offer to get the cat groomed but then be like, you need to wa- keep a better eye on your cat because clearly it snuck in there. I'm assuming that it snuck in because... It, it, f- it
0: followed me. I am out $125 for grooming because the cat was intrigued by my stream. I think so. How how in the world is that fair?
1: I mean, it's either that or you bathe the cat yourself.
0: I'll do that. Fine. Let's <laughs> Let's... But I'll put the cat in the shower. I'll close the door. I'll turn the water on. And then
1: I'll oh just- my god! <laughs> that is actual cat abuse.
0: <laughs> it just needs to get showered. It's not cat abuse. It'll be it'll be lukewarm. It'll be a quick spritz, and then it'll be done. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> Imagine if like okay, so you peed on him a little bit, and then. Um, Instead of telling your friend, you just like threw the cat into the shower (laughs) turned the (laughs) water on. And then the cat came out and you're like, it's pouring (laughs) wet. I peed on your cat. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry.
0: No, but it's a real issue because, you know, you have to focus when you're peeing as a man. You know, you have to.
1: Well, I think you should just make sure that the cat doesn't get in there.
0: I I agree. I guess I need to do a better job of establishing boundaries (laughs) (laughs) with the
1: cat. (laughs) And the cat just says, even though you're saying no, the cat just says, keeps, keeps coming, keeps yeah. saying yes. I'm like,
0: I said no, cat. I said yeah. not no today. Means no. no means no. Not today. Okay, well, I guess I'll I'll bathe it in the sink or something yeah. afterwards. Give me those paws. Stop. They it swats at it.
1: Oh, okay, that's what happened. Yeah,
0: okay. it's not like yeah.
1: I thought it was like I was honestly envisioning that there was. Pee on the head or something. Oh,
0: la la! No, okay. no, no! It's like swatting at at it with he's swatting at it with his paw.
1: Oh, okay, that's better.
0: Like, give me that paw so I can clean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 truly awkward. So <laughs> I guess I'll. I guess I'm not going to say anything to my friend and I will just bathe the cat before exiting the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like the advice that you've given. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> so All right, Albertson's owner, you heard not a thing. <laughs> Should no. we get into our advice seekers problem of the week? Yes. Let's do it.
1: We've got another write-in. We will do another dramatic reading. Love these. I have a friend who's mad at me for not attending her bachelorette because I can't afford it. Mm. But she's upset because she sees me taking trips with other friends, and she thinks that I'm devaluing our friendship.
0: Travel queen?
1: I love her, I support her, but I can't attend all of her wedding events. It's too much for me financially Mm. and emotionally. That's expensive. I also want some me time with friends not related to this wedding. How do I tell her that it's not her, it's just my budget?
0: this is a problem that a lot of people face with friends who are getting married or friends that have more economic means than they do. And you and I have both faced this living Mm -hmm. in New York City. We've talked agnosium about splitting the bill at dinner, at restaurants. And it's interesting. I read an article the other day uh, about how it's becoming it's more expensive than ever to have friends.
1: I read that too. It's a
0: good one. It's a very good article. And I think the headline literally was, it's expensive these days to have friends or something like that. Yeah. Or keeping up with your friends is more expensive than ever or something like that. And it's so true because, you know, especially as you get older and people sort of start to divert in their career paths um, in different ways. Some people progress more quickly than others. Some people, you know, come uh pre-built with a lot of money from their families um which is all too common in new york Mm -hmm. and so they approach money differently than somebody who sort of has to build from the ground up Mm -hmm. um you know because of you know backgrounds and families and stuff like that
1: generational wealth generational
0: (laughs) wealth trust funds they're a real thing and you know we don't hold it against anybody we wish we were in that position but you know reality is you know realities may vary. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I think especially in New York, you know, like I said, as some people start to accelerate in their careers, you know, more quickly than other people because of various factors whatever, um, you know, it can be hard to keep up with those friends because mm-hmm. their lifestyle, your lifestyle tends to, you know, improve um or get more expensive as your income increases, right? It's that Hashtag lifestyle creep or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. Um, and you just have to be very good about learning how to set boundaries with your friends Mm -hmm. Um, or communicating and saying, hey, no, you know, like I can't afford to do this or, you know, I'm a little tight for money this month because XYZ, you know, I had a good girlfriend who went to nine weddings this year.
1: Yeah, it's very common. She went
0: to nine what I couldn't even fathom and. Seven of them, I think, were international. Jeez. And two of them are in New York. And, you know, I was speaking with her and she was just like, I can't do anything else this year except go to weddings. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I made a hard rule. I'm not going to be going to any bachelorette parties because Mm -hmm. I'm already going to nine weddings. Mm -hmm. I literally don't have enough time off from work to be able to go to an additional event and so that's also another factor is like do you get time off of work to be able to do these things because babe some of us got to work do you know what i'm saying we can't be going to weddings every weekend
1: (laughs) yeah totally i think what i hear from the advice seeker is that this is also an issue of time yeah too like especially if you are in someone's wedding party and there might be a bridal shower, there might might be a bridal luncheon, there may be a bachelorette party, which is expensive, but it also is time off. Then there's the wedding. And if you're in the bridal party, then maybe you're expected to get there before everyone else. So you're maybe, yeah, you're taking an extra day off on either end. You're paying for the hotel. Like the time that goes into this uh, and the time that goes into traveling for weddings and being a part of someone's big day is like no small feat and i really feel for people who have to organize their year calendar around weddings because like as 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 great as it is and as much as i know people like to be there for their friends and wanna celebrate these things We do live in America where there's like 20 days off a year and you if you're lucky, if you're lucky and then you feel like you have to pick and choose between family events, you know, your friends events like, you know, God forbid you're like you're not even going to be able to.
0: You can't get married this year. There's too many weddings. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Well, that and it's like. If you have events on your if, if if you have weddings like your friends weddings on your calendar already and then you already have family commitments around the holidays it's like you're not going to get to take your own vacation this year. So all of your PTO and vacation money is going to be spent kind of on someone else's event, which I can understand if that builds up like how you can feel resentful.
0: Absolutely. Because it doesn't feel like your time is your own, your time, your friends and your family are literally borrowing your time. And listen, those are the people that are important to you, right? Your friends and your family are what make up your Mm -hmm. social life. So of course, you're going to devote time to, Mm -hmm. you know, attend their events. But it does sometimes in life, you know, those years do creep up where sort of like, you feel sort of stretched thin with mm-hmm. social obligations because we do have these kind of like, you know, milestone events when you you have, you know, good friends and like a family network of, you know, you've got a wedding, you've got, you've got you know the bachelorette before you've got the wedding, you've got the anniversaries, you've got the family reunions. Like it really does end up being, you know, as much about money, mm-hmm. it's about spending it, but also just as much about time because yeah. you know, life, what is life? Life is about how you spend your time and your money. That's kind of what it comes down to, you know, Um, the two big things, at least. And you really just have to learn when to say yes and when to say no.
1: Yeah. And I know we've talked about this on a previous episode, but I know the person who submitted the question and I know that they're single. And in the question, they mentioned that it's a strain on them emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. And it is tough. It's like, you know, you want to balance supporting your friend, being there for your friend, but like, yeah, maybe you don't need to go to like the 12 bridal luncheons to be so happy for Sarah. Absolutely not. You know, <laughs> like maybe that's not what you need mentally right now. If you are someone who is struggling with being single or you're going through a breakup or having a hard time in general with life, like yeah, whether you're professional or personal, like protect your energy. Yeah, exactly. So I get that. And I know that whenever it is, if you're the person who is being celebrated, it can be hard to maybe, I guess, like understand that or center that. And it seems like her friend is annoyed or doesn't get why um, the advice seeker isn't coming to some events.
0: I agree. Can I tell you, when it comes to weddings, the best way to do a wedding is to be someone's plus one to another person's wedding that you don't know. That is literally the best because you have no social obligations to the people getting married. You don't know anybody probably that's attending the wedding. It's like you're a total visitor on this one evening. And it's some of the best weddings I've been to have been ones where I didn't know a single soul Mm -hmm. except for the person that brought me. And so hear my plea, people. In 2024, I'm open to plus one invitations. So if you've got a wedding coming up, preferably in a nice location, either abroad during the warm times of the year, um, I'm available. So please invite me.
1: So you (laughs) are ready to spend your time and money on traveling to weddings. I'm
0: allocating 2024 and not a year beyond to the wedding year. So my friends, get married next year because that's <laughs> the time that I'm allocating <laughs> oh, for weddings. Um, And that's my boundary and my gospel.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Having been on the side of the advice seeker, like I feel like I can totally be on her side. But then I think about as I'm like planning a wedding someday, I'm Indian and a big part of Indian weddings is the gathering. It's the, you know, it's the week of, there are so many small events. And if I'm going to be inviting people from all phases of my life to fly in, I don't want to see them for one hour at a reception. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I want to be able to have like small moments with them. Like my ideal scenario would be to like, Not that I'm like this outdoorsy, but I would love to like rent like a summer camp or something like that. And we're or or like a resort or just something where we're all able to be on the same property. And there's events like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday,
0: Pooch's wedding camp.
1: Exactly. I love it.
0: I'm so excited to be your bro of honor.
1: Yeah. I accept. I accept. <laughs> oh
0: my God. I accept.
1: Thank you so much. I'm screaming.
0: <laughs> I come fully loaded as a bro of honor. I'll make sure that you look pretty from all angles and all locations and that you are hyped up. All right. And boozed up. Oh, like, let's go. You. So I take my responsibilities very seriously.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like if you get married, are you going to do mm-hmm. like just like a in and out thing, like a one day situation? Or do you also feel that pull of oh, like I won't this is a momentous time if people are already coming to an event like maybe we should spread this over two, three days because mm-hmm. I yeah, like I said, like I just I want to be able to have like small events. Yeah throughout the whole process.
0: I totally agree with that. I will probably do, if I ever get married, which God knows with how the dating pool is going these Mm. days, okay? Like, we are in a recession, people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I do get married, I've never envisioned myself doing a huge ceremony or anything like that. I've envisioned doing... A destination mm. trip as like the wedding thing, or okay. you know what I'm saying, so I would probably you know keep it small, maybe like fifty, mm-hmm. and I would invite people to an international location locale okay. and uh it would probably be somewhere warm. Maybe the south of France, maybe back home Croatia. in Croatia, maybe Italy. I don't know. One of the, uh, in the Mediterranean for sure. Yeah. I definitely see myself getting married in the Mediterranean, um, and you know, just having some, you know, maybe a, you know, nothing too big, like a castle. You know, something nothing like too big, um, just like a small. Thing. A small chateau. You know, like Lake Como. Like mm. you know, something like, like a mall and a mall George, George. Just like something yeah. intimate, like yeah. nothing nothing too yeah. over the top. Or nothing anything. too
1: flashy. Nothing too flashy. No. Just
0: like a cute little estate with a French style garden and hedges and a hot tub. Like just like really beautiful. And a white horse. And a white horse. And doves. Mm-hmm. And shotguns. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> um you know, an Air Force flyover. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, I'm just joking. Uh, you know, I somewhere international. And I don't know, I would do like maybe like like I would love to like rent one of those estates, but not do like the ceremony part because mm-hmm. I just think that's too ceremonial and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not as into that. But I envision like a massive table that can seat 50 people mm. in like uh, beautiful garden at, like at dusk and just like I can see all of my friends and there's candles and mm-hmm. like you know somehow we're in a vineyard but like the food is coming from the dark like someone's cooking it somewhere but yeah. like we can't see it being prepared and we're all just like sitting there and we like laugh and we like share stories and we get drunk and before you know it like the music starts bumping and like the DJ's in the vineyard and we're like oomts, oomts, you know mm-hmm. and then it's five it's, in the morning yeah, Exactly. And then we're it's like, let's get McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's and Lake Como. Like, here yeah. we go. <laughs> like, we
1: steal a boat. <laughs> yeah, literally.
0: That sounds like so ideal to me. That, and like, everybody awesome. will remember that because it's like going to be like a great location. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'll wake up in the in the middle of the vineyard, <laughs> it's sp- like, fa- <laughs> face down, ass up. <laughs> <and> just... <laughs> it's like
0: everyone's suitcases are underneath the table because we didn't get a hotel. We're just yeah. sleeping in the, in the in the open field. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a wine uh, bottle. hand yeah. and <sighs> that's the sign of Mirza's wedding. Oh man, I love that. <laughs> it's gonna I be love a good that. time. Yeah. Oh
1: man so <laughs> <laughs> what's your P on the advice seeker situation?
0: You know, my P here is if somebody is your friend and if you're close enough with them that they're inviting you to go to their wedding, you should be comfortable enough to set a boundary, a financial boundary to say, hey, you know, like, I love you. I'm so excited for your wedding. Um, I can't wait to celebrate. I can only really afford to come to the wedding. I can't do the bachelorette beforehand. I have some other obligations that I need to you know, allocate my money for and hopefully you can understand like love you like can't wait, you know, just like you're excited like you're going to be there on the most important day. Yeah, the most important day is not the bachelorette like yeah on that day. It's just about, you know, vodka and french fries, but like on the wedding day, that's like what you're going to remember. So if they're a good friend, they'll understand just like clearly communicate to them like, you know. Money is not easy to come around, and mm. like you know, we want to be uh careful with how we spend it, so yeah. you know, th- they should understand, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, that's my P. Uh, Pooh, what's your P on the situation?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the advice seeker should pick one, like you know, if, yeah. if, if it's not in. Her financial plans this year to go to all of the wedding events, pick one. And if she wants to lessen the beef with her friend, then maybe she can have a conversation with the friend and be like, hey, is it more important to you for me to go to the bachelorette versus the wedding? Because you feel like we're going to have more quality time there? Or do you want me to be a part of your wedding? So I so I should, you know, prioritize attending the wedding. So I think maybe just try to have a conversation it is so tricky to talk to people around about their weddings and I guess
0: very sensitive people are very sensitive about their weddings
1: people are very sensitive and it's hard to get them to maybe step outside of the stress that they're feeling and I think that often brides and grooms and families of the brides and grooms can be in this like tunnel vision in the lead up to a wedding and any anyone that's like And, and anyone that introduces anything that's like a slight wrinkle or maybe a shift in perspective or asking for an accommodation, it can be seen as just like the biggest thing in the world. So, you know, I guess I think the advice, I think the advice seeker should also be prepared to be disappointed by her friend's response because clearly if she's already expressed that she's mad at you, then she may not take this well, but I think that you should be resolved and not feeling like you need to go to an event or spend money that you don't have or you don't want to. That's silly. Um, And if you are a bride or a groom or you are playing an event, my advice is to keep calm.
0: Take a deep breath. Be considerate of your guests and your friends. Mm-hmm. It is your moment, but... Uh, Make sure it's a good one, you know? Make sure it's a good moment. People have good memories.
1: Yes, and I think that very much, I think people really remember how, I think people really remember even just like how you were in the lead up to your event, to your wedding, and were you like a bridezilla? Were you a groomzilla? Oh my God,
0: Jennifer was a real bridezilla. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I mean, I and I think that like, I know friends who've had to take a lot of space from each other after attending weddings Mm. because they're like, that was a lot. And that person really asked a lot of me. And I feel like I was not appreciated. I feel like I was not recognized. And I think that as a bride or groom, it's hard to appreciate and give your guests that individual attention, especially if it's just like a one day event. Um, But like maybe think about that before and be like how can i how can i show my appreciation and gratitude for the people who are traveling here um like i don't like it when i go to a wedding and the bride and group don't like give a thank you uh toast at the reception a gift inn, at least like, well no I'm not you- yeah <laughs> i mean like i don't need your fucking like I don't need like a koozie with your name on it. Like I don't, I don't need...
0: need a mint with your initials. <laughs> no, like I don't
1: need that. I What I do want to hear from you is like, an, like a speech or like an acknowledgement.
0: Expression of gratitude. Expression we of like gratitude. expressions of gratitude. And it doesn't
1: need to be ridiculous. It could just be really simple. But just that acknowledgement of all these people came here for you. And it would not be possible without all of the people who 100%. come there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like you wouldn't have these people if they weren't alive, you know, like (laughs) so. And you know what? If being fiscally responsible means being nuptially conservative, so be it.
1: Hey, okay.
0: And that's another problem Solved. solved. Hey, did you like that episode?
1: Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen to this episode.
0: And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers.
1: See you then.